Welcome to the Encore Entrepreneur Show, where we break through the online noise, trends, and all those fleeting tactics to bring you business guidance that stands the test of time, has been proven to work, and gives you real-world results so that your entrepreneurial journey is as successful as possible. We believe in building businesses from the inside out using values and validation. Learn how to put values and validation to work in your business by joining our free workshop at EncoreEmpire.com forward slash validate. I'm Deidre Harder, a CPA and business strategist. And I'm Carmen Reed Gilkison, a whole person certified coach and business strategist. We're your guides on the side and hosts of the Encore Entrepreneur Show. Let's get started. In this episode, Deidre and I are talking about the power of story, but we're putting a different spin on it. A lot of times we hear about the power of story in our marketing, and story is powerful. We're going to go into why that is, but there's also a dark side to story, and we're going to cover that a little bit because what we've learned from working with so many entrepreneurs and being human beings ourselves is we can tend to create stories in our head that limit us. So we hope you enjoy this episode and that you're able to identify when you're using story for evil instead of good. One thing we notice from our years of working with entrepreneurs is that story can be a positive and a negative. So it depends on which side of the coin you're focused on. We want to discuss the power of story in its many forms and how you can use it for good and not evil. <laughs> so today we're going to cover three points. The power of story for humans is point number one. Falling into the trap of creating and believing stories that are limiting us is point number two. And the third point is going to be how to reframe stories. So Deidre, do you want to start us off on the power of story for humans? That's right. You know, since the beginning of time, stories have been passed down from generation to generation, right? We've all heard those stories. We've read it in the history books. And why is that? Well, part of the reason is they didn't have computers <laughs> to record things on, number one. But really, it 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 comes from a family bonding or a generational bonding, you know, where they're they're passing these stories down because it was important. It was important to remember the things that happened. And it is how we remember. When you hear a good, compelling story, you may not remember every single part of it, but you remember the parable or the lesson or the main point of that story. And so as human beings, that has always been a, a very powerful way of communication. And it's the same today. Stories are also transformative. You know, they have the power to for them to tap into our emotions. And this can alter our perspective. And when we can alter our perspective on something or have an open mind and see something in a new way, that can lead to a change in our own actions. And when we can change our own actions, then ultimately that can lead to a change in our reality. So are you beginning to see how this power of story is so vitally important? 
Now, in marketing, many experts specialize in teaching how to use the power of storytelling. If you've been around the entrepreneurial water cooler any given time, you've heard this. And this comes out in copywriting, in content creation. There are coaches that can teach you how to be a powerful storyteller on stage, in your live videos, etc. Now, the reason is, again, because this is so powerful. And we know as coaches and business coaches that it's important to connect with your audience on an emotional level. So what better way is there to do that than story? And, you know, if you Google the power of storytelling, and I challenge you to do this as soon as you stop listening here, there are literally hundreds of books and YouTube videos and articles and blogs, all sorts of things written about this. And what we wanted to talk about today is that stories are just as powerful when we create our own stories in our own minds as those we're creating for others. And as Carmen said earlier, this can be used for good or for evil. That's right. And so when we think about, when, what do we mean by for good or for evil? When we're talking about for good, it is to reach someone and connect on an emotional level and to buoy them up. And, you know, like, let's look at when we watch a movie or you read a a great novel, you're drawn in, right? That's all good. But then if we create a story in our head that is negative, that limits us, and we do this as humans all the time, and this gets into... Topic number two, which is falling into the trap of creating and believing stories that are limited, that are limiting and that are limiting us, that is the evil part, right? We're, we're getting into the whole good and evil thing here and tying it in with stories because it's so true. And we see people a lot that we work with or in the online space or we read posts that say things like, oh, you know how I am. You know, I'm always late or I'm no good at tech or... I just don't know how to do that. It's not my thing. And so they insert their own story, you know, insert story here. They're always late. They're bad at this. They don't know how to do that. They It takes too much time. They could never be the way this other person is. And then when you expect others to forgive you for that, just because you've created a story in your head and just because that's how you are, it's putting the responsibility on others for your bad habits. And so we want to really encourage you to look at the stories that you tell yourselves. We do this all the time. You know, if I, when you feel resistance to something, sometimes resistance crops up. I don't know, whatever it is. Like when I was learning how to go live on video, resistance would crop up. And I knew it was because I was nervous about it. But resistance can crop up for anything. And when that happens, it's like, why is that cropping up? And is it because you've created a story around whatever it is, you know, and you're believing that story because we can always rewrite a story, right? And we're going to talk about that later. But when you're creating stories that limit you and then you're actually following what those stories say and believing them, you are really greatly reducing your ability to move on and pass things and reach the success and the level that you want to in the time that you want to. So, Another side to this, the evil side of it, is that stories can become excuses and excuses undermine credibility. So as an entrepreneur, the buck stops with you. It's a no excuse zone. So how does it feel when someone always has an excuse? 
it doesn't feel good. And it leads to a feeling of not being able to trust that person. And it almost, sometimes you can see in certain people that they don't trust themselves. And that's kind of, that's where that undermining of credibility comes in. If you don't trust yourself, then how can you possibly expect anyone else to? And how can you come across as the person who is the solution to your ideal client who's going to guide them to stuff? Because one thing that I know from all of my life coaching and mindset work is that if something's happening in one aspect of your life, it's seeping into the others. So you might think, well, I would never say these, give these excuses to my clients or whatever, but you know what? It it seeps in and you're creating this story about who you are every time you say that. And that's another reason why it's so powerful. You're in, You're entrenching it into who you are. And is that really true? You know, you need to stop and take a look at, am I really bad at tech? Is this really hard? Or am I just making an excuse because I don't want to figure it out or learn how to prioritize? So if someone can't stick to an important deadline or commitment, then it's unlikely that you'll do business with them or refer business to them. And Deidre, what do you think about all that, the whole, the evil side of stories? That's right. You know, and a lot of times we, I notice that we can justify things to ourselves. It's like you said, you know, oh, I would never do that to a client. But it becomes the person you are. The story that you tell yourself is the person that you are and become. So if you want to operate at your highest level, and as an entrepreneur, that should always be our our bar, right? We should always be at the highest level of our own our own personal best, because it's what's required. Uh, as an entrepreneur, you are the head of the company. You, the, you're make it or break it. You know, there is nobody else. It's different than when you're working for others or working for a company. You know, it, it the responsibility doesn't all fall on your shoulders, right? You only shoulder a little piece of it. But as an entrepreneur, I think sometimes we forget that, that this company that we're responsible for it requires a whole new level of our personal best. And it may seem like that's daunting or that's difficult, but again, it goes back to the stories you tell yourself. And when you say, I'm not good at something or I, I've i never been good at something like that. And it also doesn't mean that, you know, there's a whole talk about, you know, operating in, in your zone of genius and that we should be delegating things to, to people who, you know, it's not in our you know, wheelhouse of expertise. And that is still true. But at the same time, we can't just use that as an excuse. Like even if it isn't something, if it is hard for you, you're not good at it, you can change the story. And what we'll, we're going to talk about reframing the story here um, in just a minute. So we'll just kind of lead in with that is that you can say, well, this may not be the thing that I'm excellent at, but I can find someone who is. And I can move and I can, you know, increase my revenue to the point where I can hire that out. And do you see how that is very different than just kind of throwing your hands up in the air and going, well, I just am not good at that. So I just can't do it. So there's a very big difference in the story that you're telling yourself there. And one real quick thing that I wanted to hop in and say is that also, you know, in entrepreneurship with all these things that we are tasked with learning because it's such a big growth period for anybody. 
you don't have to be an expert at everything, but you should know the basics, right? So when you come across something that is difficult for you or that's not in your zone of genius, or maybe you're not very interested in it, you don't really take that into consideration as much as, is this something that I need to at least know so I can speak to someone in a educated manner? You know, if you're going to hire someone, but you know nothing about the thing you're going to hire them for, and I'm talking like zero zilch, how are you going to know if they're giving you, if you're, they're giving you the right kind of service and the result that you need? Yeah, that's a, that is an excellent point, Carmen. All right. So what do we do about all this? So we don't fall into this trap. It, what we do is we reframe the story. We, we first assess the story, you know, so pay attention to what stories are you telling yourself and are you using excuses for things that are, that it is just a story. And, you know, we talked about in the beginning how story is so powerful for humans as a species. So that means we need to be very mindful of the stories that we're creating in our own minds because they have the same power, if not more. So when something seems overwhelming and you automatically tell yourself it's too hard, then you're selling yourself short. And in order to get around that, you're going to reframe the story. Now, we all have stories about how good we are at some things and how bad we are at others. And it may be true to an extent, but that is history, right? It's not today. And we all have talents and skills. You know, that is personal. You know, we know what our talents are. We know what our skills are. And if it doesn't fall, if something doesn't fall within our own internal inventory of what we know we're good at, then it's really easy to throw out that blanket statement and to say that, you know, we're just not good at, at a whole thing. Um, so I, you know, one thing that comes to mind for me is that for a long time, I would always say, well, I'm, you know, I'm not mechanical. Like I just don't understand mechanics, you know, anything that has to be fixed in the house or, you know, done with the car. It's just like that, you know, I'm an accountant. You know, I'm a numbers person, right? This is my persona. This is who I have been. So being mechanical is kind of the opposite of that. So I had this blanket idea that if, if something was broken and it was mechanical, I, I, it was, you know, forget it. There's no way I can figure this out. But it simply wasn't true. And as I got older, I realized that, you know, it was my responsibility to fix it you know, one way or the other. And sometimes, yes, we can go hire people to do certain things. And, you know, if it comes to like electricity, I'm absolutely going to do that because I'm not touching an electrical box because I know better. But, you know, when it came to something that was kind of a simple fix that I could do myself, you know, why should I, you know, pay? And I've done that before, made the mistake of someone coming in and I watched them do it. It took them all of five minutes and I had to pay $300 for that. I'm thinking, hmm, <laughs> you know, if I'm just taking the time, you know, and nowadays we have so much information at our disposal that we can self-educate ourselves. And I, so I really, the whole point of that was I learned to not immediately go, I'm not good at it because just because I never have done it before. And I've learned about self-education. There is a lot that we can educate ourselves about, or at least as Carmen said, educate ourselves to the point that we know basically what needs to happen and that we know for sure we're not the person to do that. And then we can hire the right person to do it. That's right. And that reminds me too, a lot of the time we make things out to be so much bigger 
than what they are. That's another form of story. Not only do we say we're not good at this, but we, in our head, we build this thing to be this big, ginormous mountain we're going to have to climb, you know, you know, uphill both ways in the snow kind of thing. And it's like, and then you get into it and it's like, oh, this, there's hardly anything to this. So, you know, we really want to try to use the stories for for good and not for evil and not to buy into all that kind of stuff until you explore. So if you can kind of have that exploration mentality about things instead of the black and white, I'm either good at this or I'm not, it really helps you to look at it with curiosity and see things and then go, oh, that really isn't such a big deal. And then pretty soon, the more you do that, the less apt you are to then build these big stories up in your mind as well. I have one more thought, Carmen, I want to, that came to mind is that when you look at the stories and you look at, you know, who you are and what you can do, also look at those things that maybe aren't, you don't like about how you are or or how you've been in the past. So, you know, one thing, um, you know, a simple example would be for a long time, I said, you know, I just don't like exercise. You know, I'm just not, I'm just, you know, I'm not really an exercise person. I don't really like it. Um, and I realized that that was really, I wanted to be someone who liked exercise. Like that's who I really wanted to be. And so we can use the power of story and here's where we use it for good. And we can change and reframe that story to become the person we want to become. So just because you haven't been that person in the past, it doesn't mean you can't become that person now. And you can do it so much easier instead of struggling through using willpower and self-discipline and all that, which we needed to an extent, but use that power of story to create that new story for yourself. Like I am a person who loves to exercise. And so when you begin really kind of seeing it and, and using that power of story, then you can become that person and it makes it so much easier. So you can use it to kind of shape who you are and that will shape your future. I love that. That is such a good point. So at the time this episode goes live, we, Deodore and I, are meeting in person for the first time ever. Can you believe it? We've built this wonderful business 100% virtually, but it's time to get together. So you can listen to our origin story if you go back to episode number one, who we are, how we met, how we started this fabulous company. And be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when our next episode comes out that will be recorded from our secret destination. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Encore Entrepreneur. Can you do us a favor? It will help us if you would subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the real talk about how to be successful without compromising your values. And we need your help to spread the word.